And welcome to Zion. My name's Phil Strong and it's a delight to be with you today because today I want to talk about vision. It's one of my favorite subjects. It's one of the things I love to do. I love to get into that space of um, the presence of God and, and see creative juices flow because God is a creator. He has designed us to partner with Him to create things. And so one of the things that I love to do is to start with a blank sheet of paper, a blank whiteboard and say, God, what is it that you want to say to us today? Which direction are we heading? And, and whether it's for me personally or my family, whether it's for the church that I lead, or whether it's with others as they lead their families or their community groups or their church or their business. I love to partner with God to see creativity flow. Vision is so vital. Without vision, we perish. Without vision, we cast off restraint. Without vision, we crumble without hope. Without vision, we wander, meander aimlessly, not knowing where we're going. Vision is what gives us hope. Vision is what gives us faith. Vision is what gives us a little bit of direction. But vision, as we're going to see today, is what casts us into a place of discomfort. And that's not always easy. And so I want to take some time to talk about that. Uh, this is uh, part, uh, the first part of uh, a vision series. You can see it there on YouTube. Make sure you check the playlist. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of videos uh, and there's also going to be some resources to help you with that. And we're going to point to a few things. So I want you to be part of it. I want you to make sure that you get into the conversation. I want you to be part of this conversation because it's really important that we do that. So today I want to talk about vision 2023 plus. And what I mean by that is, where are we going in 2023 and beyond? What is God saying to Zion? And what might that look like as we navigate step by step with Him? Obviously, we don't want to go anywhere unless God leads us. Now, quite clearly, if there's anything that I've learned as a leader in the last couple of years, 2020, 2021 and 2022 uh, COVID environment, is that I pretty much don't know much. Uh, like people say, where are you going? And I'm like, well, I think we're going that way, but I'm not sure. And ask me tomorrow because we might go that way. And this just makes it so difficult. But look, God is above that. God is beyond that. And what I want to show you right at the beginning is some of the things that God has already said to Zion supersede that. They're over top of that. And so whilst we go on a journey and we might walk through a valley or we might climb a steep mountain face, uh, the de destination hasn't changed. And so we've got to walk the journey faithfully, step by step. And, you know, what I love is, is you know, in Psalm 119, it says, you know, that His Word is a, a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And the implication in that is that God sometimes only lights the next step we're to take, and we might not even know the step after it. We might not even know the destination. And that's really what I want to segue to today, because I want to talk to you about the faith of Abraham. Before I do anything else, I want to talk to you about the faith of Abraham. In Hebrews chapter 11 is the uh, famous famous chapter on faith. It's called the, the Hall of Faith. It's the, the grand reading where we get inspired by the ones in the Bible. So the author of Hebrews is writing to the Hebrew people. He's reminding, reminding them of their history, of the people in their lineage the Jewish lineage of the Hebrews. He's reminding them, he's saying, come on, look, these people lived by faith. And do you know what? In Hebrews chapter 11, I counted in my Bible, the translation I have, 20 times 
The author says, by faith, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Sarah. 20 times. It's exciting. So let's look at one of these, and it's the life of Abraham. And I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. It's on the screen for you right now. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. I've done quite a bit of reading this week around the life of Noah, and I wish I had time to unpack with you all the things that I've learned. But I really felt God uh, take me away from that. I was writing notes even this afternoon before I came to the studio, and I felt the Lord say, park that. That's not for today. That's not for these people. That's for you. And so all I'm saying is I encourage you to go and read the story of Abraham. Starts right at the end. In fact, I'd encourage you to read chapter 11, Genesis chapter 11, and then right in the beginning of Genesis 12, the call of Abraham is a well-known, uh, passionate invitation by God to Abraham and to us. The beginning of Genesis 12, and then you can read his story right through from there. But Abraham was called. It says here that by faith he went. And I love the way the text says this. It says, by faith he went. Called by God, he knew he was called, he believed, because faith is belief, he believed he was called, and off he went. That's the first thing we should understand, it's by faith he went. The second thing we should understand is that he went without knowing or seeing. Sometimes faith is blind. Sometimes faith requires us to step off a surface and not know where our feet is going to land. Sometimes uh, I feel like God's often asked me to jump in faith, and have the confidence he'll catch me, or that there'll be something there to sustain me after I've jumped. And, and look, I, I believe faith is reckless. I believe reckless is a good way to describe faith because faith requires us to do things with an abandonment of the outcome because if we have faith in the outcome, is it really faith? If we have confidence in the outcome, is it really faith? Sometimes God asks us to walk in obedience knowing what comes next. Other times, God asks us to walk in faithful obedience, not knowing what comes next. And so, so, so here we have Abraham who went, he was obedient, he moved without knowing where he was going or without seeing his destination. And the final thing I want you to understand on the screen there is that his obedience, Abraham's obedience, led him to his inheritance. You know, God's favor is on the other side of our obedience. Sometimes God says, I want you to trust me. I want you to be obedient. And it's behind the curtain, but once you're there, I'm going to reveal things to you. Now, what does this mean for Zion? Well, in 2017, I was really stirred by God with the, the community we were growing. In those days, we were still called North End Church. But I had an inkling God had a new identity for us. I had a, I had a stirring in my spirit that I kept to myself for over a year. But in August 2017, we gathered together as, as people of the church, um, the ones that were going on the journey. I invited them and I said, come, look, let me read to you what God is saying to me. And in August 2017, I read this verse. By faith, Abraham knew he was called and he went. And he went not knowing where he was going. And right back then, that's almost five years ago, I said to the church, I really feel God's calling to us to move on to shift our location, and I don't even know where we're going. But we believe as church leaders, we had a vision, we have a vision, we carry a vision for 2030, whereby we don't think that our current property could carry us in that vision. 
So we must forego that, we must repurpose it, we must move, but I'm, I'm asking you to come to a place that God is leading us. And I believe if we're obedient, God will show us our inheritance. I want you to pause for a minute and just understand the gravity of that. And if you can, I want you to put yourself in my shoes. What is it like? What would it be like as a leader to say, come follow me, I don't know where I'm going? I can tell you right now, that was freaky for me. It scared me. I was upset. I was unsettled. I was uncomfortable. But isn't that the place of faith? And with what I'm sharing with you today, I'm inviting you to come on that journey of faith. Uh, Our life with God is a life of faith. One of the things that I've learned many, many times by taking obedient steps of faith is that our personal growth will always happen outside of our comfort zone. And uh, one of the things that we can recognize uh, an opportunity for growth is that we're uncomfortable. Uh, But also we've got to check our spirits, you know, does this feel right? Is God in this? Uh, Is God saying it? And if God is saying it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to understand it, but it does mean that I have a choice to make. Am I going to step in obedience uh, if God is calling me to, or am I going to step away? And really, that's what we're about here. But one of the reasons I mention that is this. This is an opportunity for you. I'm going to give you a question, and I'm going to ask you to pause the video or the audio, and I'm going to ask you to reflect on something. And here's that reflection right now, because because sometimes when we're uncomfortable, it brings up feelings. You know, like I said to you, uh, when God asked me to talk to the church about this, I stood there nervous as, saying, come on, follow me, I don't know where we're going. And feelings came, feelings of uncertainty and doubt, and have I really heard from God? Feelings of, oh my goodness, will people not like me anymore? The fear of man and being accepted. I remember feeling a trepidation, a burden, and a heavy weight, because man, if I get this wrong, there's a lot of people affected. Feelings come up. And what I've learned through um, supervision and counseling over the years is that God uses feelings as signposts to point to something that he wants to reveal. And so here's the question on the screen I've got for you. What feelings arise when you consider going on a faith journey without a clear picture of your destination? And the second part of that question is this. I want you to ask God, what do these feelings reveal in me? And what do you want to say about this? So I'll give you an example. Let's just say you're hearing me talk about going on a journey as a church and we're going to a destination that we can't yet see. You might be feeling a bit of uh, trepidation or you might be feeling a bit of distrust. Or you might be feeling uh, uncertainty, anxiousness. So I want you to name it. I want you to say, God, what are those feelings? Help me to see them. And I want you to give them a name. And when God asks us to do that, he's not doing it in judgment or condemnation. He's doing it as invitation because a feeling is a signpost that points to something. And the second part of the question is really powerful. What do these feelings reveal in me and what would you like to say about it? So God says, you know, look at the feelings and you're feeling anxious. God, what is that revealing in me? It's, it's revealing, uh, it's revealing the, the, the potential that I might not trust you with my life. Wow, okay, God, what do you want to say to me about that? What's a promise you can give me? And God says, if you will trust me, if you will walk with me, I will hold you by the hand. You will not be destroyed, you will not be unsafe, but I will lead you along the path. Now, I made that up, but that could be an example of how God would speak to you. Um, So, pause the video, have a time of a chat with someone else, reflect, be together, 
around your table group or in your family and find out what God is revealing to you. Hey, I really hope that um, you took the opportunity to pause and think about that. Because what we're trying to do here at Zion is not just give you information for you to weigh up and decide if you want to listen to it or not. We're trying to put something before you that you contemplate, that you then bring inside of you to ask God to do his work in you. Uh, It's the whole point of bringing the word of God uh, to us is that it helps to shape us. So please, I I do implore you, I urge you to take the opportunity to reflect on these questions uh, with others that you might grow together as you journey together. The second element, the second component of this message, I want to take you to the next verse. I want to take you to Hebrews 11 verse 9. Let's read that. It's on the screen right now. Even when he, Abraham, even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. There's a couple of things I want to share with you before we move on to the third element of our message when we talk about the journey of Zion. What is the first thing that we notice from this verse? It's here on the screen. Transition is temporary by its very definition. A transition is something we must go through. It's like going through a tunnel to get to the other side. It's like going through a narrow gate to get into an open field. A transition is requiring us to be uncomfortable, but I want to encourage you that a transition is a temporary state between one destination and another. So transition is essential to get from A to B, but it's only temporary. What does that mean? Well, it means your discomfort is temporary as God works in you. It means your uncertainty is temporary as God brings clarity. It means your feeling of disconnection or, uh, you know, you're letting go of the old, your grief about letting go of the old is temporary as God brings you to an understanding of what the new life is that he's bringing for you. The, The point is, transition is temporary. What I love about this verse is it also brings in Isaac, the son of promise, And it brings in Jacob, who became Israel, the father of the nation, the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. And what does that mean for us? Look on the screen here. My next point is that God's promises are multi-generational. Do you know what that means for us? The way that we carry ourselves in this season will have an impact on our children and our children's children. And, And I weigh that up really, really seriously. The platforms that we're establishing for um, the future generations to stand on become their launching pad. And so we've got to make sure that we're faithful and obedient in our season in order that we lead our children in the right direction. Abraham by faith went, not knowing where he was going. But he went because God asked him to. And in doing so, he received his inheritance, not for himself, also for his sons. And that's a key point. Which is, which is reinforced in this final point I've got on the screen here. Our obedience opens doors for others. Our obedience opens doors for others. So I would say to you, as a church, God is saying we must go on a journey. God is saying we must go on that journey even though what, we don't know what the destination is. And that we've got to choose how we live our life as an obedience and faithfully allowing him to lead us on each step. And that that's going to have an impact on the next generation. And I'm excited about that. 
I'm nervous about that. I've got a little little opportunity here to be anxious, but I've got to give that over to God and allow my confidence to come from my faith in Him that if we do what He asks, He will make a way for us. And that's, my friends, is what I'm inviting you into as we talk about vision for Zion. So let's talk about Zion's journey. In this final segment of the video, I want to talk about Zion's journey. As I said to you, in 2017, God said, go, I'm sending you somewhere, but you just don't know where. And we had to choose that we were going to follow after that. And that's what we've been working on for five years. You may know that by the end of this year, we hope to be closing down our site here in the building that we've had for 30 years. We feel like it's, it's, it's finished its season and that we need to move on. Well, that means we're not going to have a place to gather to call home. It means we're going to be temporary. It means we're going to be aliens. It means we're going to be on a journey exactly like Abraham and his family. What does that mean for us? Well, here's a question I'd like you to ponder. What if not being in one location meant that we could be in many locations? Here's the opportunity for us. We believe God's calling us into the future of, of a network of Zion locations. Now, please hear me. I'm not talking about building an empire. I'm not talking about buying lots of buildings and having lots of church buildings and multiplying staff and increasing the burden on giving. I'm not talking about that at all. Can you see now why the concept of table groups is so vital? Little lights in every community that shine the light of Jesus into their neighborhood. That's a network of Zion locations. We could have a network of Zion locations here in Te Amuru, and we should, over on that side of town, and over on that side of town, and over on that side of town. Little light shining bright in our community, shining Jesus' love into the neighborhood. But imagine if that was in a region. What if, here's the possibility, what if, because we shut down our building, and we don't have a fixed place to gather that we would call our permanent home, what if we could be in many locations at the same time? What does that look like? Well, I've got a vision I want to share with you. I started pondering this question. Being homeless is, uh, is not a comfortable thing. And I started pondering this question and thinking, what if we could use our mobility and make it into an opportunity? And then the Lord said to me, well, put the church in a box and take it somewhere and then take the church out of the box. And I thought, well, the mobility of the church is suddenly uh, enabled because we don't have a fixed location. We can, we can take our worship, we can take our teaching, we can take our people, we can take our, our hunger for God's presence and God's spirit, and we can pretty much take it anywhere we want. So, so we've been making plans to, to find ways to, to take Zion in a box, but take Zion out of the box. What if we went to a different location? What if there was a table group that met regularly in Otrahonga, and we went and visited Otrahonga, and we said, we want to have a worship encounter space. We want to introduce people to the truth of Jesus and the love of Jesus and the power of the name of Jesus. And we made that light shine brighter in that town. And they grew closer to Jesus. And then what if a couple of weeks later we said, we feel like God's calling us over here. He shut that door like he did with Paul, but he's, he's opened this door over here. and We're, we're going to go across to a different town. What if we went to Pataru or we went to Parongia and, and there was a table group there and, 
and they had a little light shining bright in their neighborhood. And we said, we want to come. We want to help you. And we want to bring some worship and we want to bring some teaching and we want to bring the power of the name of Jesus Christ and see people healed and set free and transform liberty to the captives. And we put Zion in a box and we took it there and we took Zion out of the box and, and, and people found Jesus as a result of that. Friends, I believe that immobility brings an opportunity. And I'm excited to leave that with you today. And I want to share more about it next Sunday because I've got a whole bunch of other things that I want to tell you about. But for now, I want to leave you with this final question as you reflect on your part of the journey. Friends, how could you use mobility as an opportunity? What does this mean for you? What's God stirring in you? Hopefully these reflection questions are helping you to unlock some of the feelings that you've got. Uh, You know, Perhaps you're not even sure you want to go on this journey. Well, ask God why. What is it that's stopping me from wanting to go on this journey? This could be an opportunity for you to unlock some some past hurts or some wounds. Maybe there's even distrust of leadership. I don't know. But where did that come from? And does God want to bring you into a place of healing? Well, I believe God always wants to bring us into a place of healing. Is is there a lack of information that you've got? You're going, well, it's great, but I want more information. I want more data. I want more facts. Well, those are all available. Come and have a cup of tea. We'll have a chat about it. We'll explore this together. I'm not promising I've got all the answers, but the elders are certain we know what the next couple of steps are. What's your opportunity? What's your opportunity that comes from this mobility? What's the, the thing that God's stirring in you? Friends, there's, there's one thing that we know for sure is that this does not rest on one person. This does not rest on one idea. But the body of Jesus Christ, which is his church, is made up of many parts. And each, each part of the body of Christ is stirred by the Spirit of God to be active in the mission of God. That's your opportunity. That's the vision I'm casting with you today. Now, I've got more to talk about. So I invite you to do the questions and I invite you to dial in for the second part of that message that's going to come next week. But until then, may God's Spirit breathe in you His life. May God continue to reveal things to you that you would get excited about what God's doing inside of you. And may God lead you as you are obedient to Him. May He lead you into that inheritance that He has prepared for you. That's the thing I'm saying to Zion today. That come on, let's do this. Let's get excited and let's move into an open space that God's prepared for future generations. Now, we might not see it today, but friends, God does. And he has it for us. And I'm really excited about that. So I pray God's peace on you. I pray God's blessing on you. I pray God's comfort on you, even in the uncomfortable, that you would know that you rest in the shadow of his wings, that you could be safe and secure with the Father, even if you don't want to go. God bless you guys. I look forward to catching up with you soon.